man, Kevin, I can't explain how good it is to have you back. I have been having to deal with these other assholes the past couple of weeks. And uh, I mean, Hey man. So, uh, yeah, oh. I just got a note from HR and, uh, Kevin's actually not going to be here on the show today. Um, so I, the homie Caleb, have have returned in your time of need. And that's what I said earlier. Did, did I say Ke- uh, Ke- Caleb or Kevin? Uh, you said Kevin. Did I? Uh, but uh, oh. from what I understand, oh. uh, maybe you thought he was going to be back on the schedule today. No, 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 no. I, I, I absolutely knew that you, Caleb, we're going to be here. Uh, you know, I mean, between you and me, I enjoy having you here way more than that asshole, Kevin. Yeah, like, and when you said those assholes, when you were referring to, like, the other people you were recording with, um, uh, I didn't know that uh, that Oz had DID. That's a, that's a crazy way to out <laughs> him on the podcast, bro. That's, that's uh, maybe, uh, maybe you shouldn't do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it was during the Moon Knight episodes when I realized it, you know. Oh, I see. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. yeah. You guys were, like, going over all the symptoms and everything, and you were just like. I was putting it oh, together. wait. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Man, uh, so I've been watching this, uh, this TV show that's pretty good. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, me and you and, uh, and Oz, I think, are reviewing it soon. So there's just, like, this this guy, and um, he's got, like, a series of, like, a apprentices, kind of. And, uh the first one, like, predictably, uh, he kind of fails the first one. And the first one, like, predictably turns out to be a real asshole. Super powerful. And then the second apprentice, right? Uh, he kind of fails them, too. But they turn out to, to be kind of the antithesis of that first one. Uh, and and they're, they're, like, a really good character. Uh, and there's a TV show about it, and it's really, really good. And what, so what I'm trying to say is I've been really enjoying Stranger Things. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Wait, what did, you, what did you think I was talking about? You know, I had this this weird feeling that you were talking about, I don't know, this Patreon that we're doing tomorrow about uh, Obi-Wan. Oh, no, no. I said it was really good. You, you did say that. That's, what, that's where you started to realize it was going south. I was like, this motherfucker's lying to the, to the homies. So I'm like, I'm, like I'm, I'm with it, but all right. Like, any of the homies have been on Reddit. They already knew I wasn't talking about uh, Kenobi. <laughs> uh, but ironically, both of those will be reviewed on our Patreon page. Uh, so that, that's going to be a lot of fun one way or another. That's the cool thing about podcasting. Even if you, nine times out of ten, even if you dislike something, you still have a fun time talking about it. That's true. Yeah, I mean, um, honestly, you know, I, I pitch the Patreon a lot on here. But uh, if, if you've just never... Quite, uh, you know, decided to to dive in. Uh, I, I can say that uh, this is probably the review that you really want to do it for. If there's nothing else that's gotten you off the fence, this is this is the one you should jump in for. This would be the one. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi that will be up tomorrow night. So, assuming that we finish recording it tomorrow, that is a good. Point. <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> We're going to start it tomorrow. When we finish it, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And we did, uh, we are fulfilling our promise. We did guarantee that it would be sometime between uh, that next Thursday and the end of time. So yes. we're fulfilling our obligations. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, if, if nothing else, we are men of our words. That's right. So, hey. Um, you know, this is something happened recently in Marvel Comics. 
Uh, I always keep my ear to the ground, you know, with Marvel and DC, even if I'm not currently reading a lot of their current products. I can't imagine why that would be. Yeah, yeah, you know. You're just a busy guy. Just a busy guy. Yeah. I'm backlogged, you know, that's what it is. But uh, I always like to at least keep up with what's going on. So if anything interesting pops up, I'll pick that up and read it. Uh, But I saw something that happened recently in Marvel Comics. I don't know if you heard about this yet or not. Uh, But when I saw this thing happen, um, my first instinct was I just kind of rolled my eyes at it and said, it's par for the course, and I just kept it moving. But to my surprise and and to my, uh, admittedly, to my happiness, uh, Marvel Comics received a lot of blowback uh, for this particular story to the point that the writer of said story had to come out and issue an apology. And uh, I was I was very ecstatic to see something like this happen, and for there to finally be like a shift, and for people to, you know, finally look at some of these comics and and, and understand that, hey, this shit is kind of offensive, uh, and and clearly that's never the the goal for Marvel or DC, uh, but the comic I'm referring to here is uh, it's a what if comic. Um, the what if premise I'm sure most of you are really familiar with, especially from the Disney Plus TV series, fantastic. Uh, but this what if comic was a uh, another Miles Morales what if comic. They've been really sticking with Miles for these what if events. Uh, I believe a few months ago there was uh, like a what if he was Captain America, and um, please tell me they did not do a what if Miles Morales was white comic. <laughs> That would be fantastic, but no, they did not do that. Okay, fantastic for all the wrong for reasons. all the wrong reasons. Like the blowback and the re- the the result would be fantastic. It would be. Um, this was uh, I forget the exact name of it, but it was basically what if Miles Morales was Thor and the Bronx was Asgard. And okay, yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I dig the premise. Um, it's, it's a very, uh, unique premise. So the, the thing about what if comics in general is it, it, in and of itself, it is kind of a very simple premise, but it's very effective is you take one character who, you know, for doing one thing and you put them in an environment of another character. That's essentially the formula for a lot of what, what if is. So for example, you can have what if Tony Stark, uh, got hit with gamma radiation and became the Hulk. You know, then you have a, a comic there where you would see what Tony Stark would do if every time he got angry, he would rage out. He'd probably build some kind of device, learn how to harness the power. He might even use that instead of his arc reactor to power his suits. He may build a different suit. He may learn how to uh, channel the Hulk differently from a way that Bruce Banner did. He may drink more. There's a lot that you can do with that. He makes a device that just turns all his anger into energy, like pure yeah. energy. <laughs> And he solves the world's energy problem in a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just, he just gets real pissed every right. time. So the idea of a what-if comic book is it's just that. You take that character, and according to their personality traits and how you know that character, you build a story around it. And, uh, and this is a very novel idea, and this has worked for Marvel for a long time. Uh, but this one didn't quite hit the, uh, hit the nail. Uh, the author's name... Uh, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing it, but uh, Yehudi Mercado. And uh, Mr. Yehudi has received a lot of backlash uh, from his recent Miles Morales What If comic book. 
And uh, the reason for it is because he didn't so much make a what if Miles Morales was Thor comic book in as much as he made a uh, what if what what if Thor was a stereotype and Asgard was also black stereotypes and nothing else. Um, it it came across as extremely tone deaf, and uh, so th- there's a plethora of things that that people had problems with. Whether it be why are there Asgardian sneakers hanging from power lines? Uh, why is there Asgardian graffiti on the on the Rainbow Bridge? Because clearly they sell Asgardian crack out of that house, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm like, and then that's the thing. Like clearly this writer doesn't know a lot about what some of this stuff means, nor does any of this stuff have anything to do with Miles Morales. Uh, Miles Morales drops a line where he says, by Odin's fade. Oh. I, I shit you not. So when I saw that, I thought that it was somebody on the internet having fun. Uh, it is an actual panel uh, where those words are actually spoken by Miles Morales. So it's more of a... Um, uh, this is more of like a uh, the the author watched like Friday and maybe 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 Friday after, uh, next Friday and, and maybe Friday after next maybe. and then decided that they wanted to write this comic. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's horrible. Uh, <laughs> I I feel like my suggestion was less worse than than what they actually did. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, seriously, homies, you can look it up online. There's uh, there's a lot that's done here. Um, there's so many different stereotypes. I'm forgetting which ones. I think there's like a like a check loan spot in Asgard. I mean, there's just it's just a, it's a lot. And like the dialogue is like I had to ask, like, has this guy spoken to a black person before? Uh, so they just watched the boondocks. Yeah. A lot, right. And then decided to make this <laughs> Um, and so like, it, it, it's kind of like, um, he's really trying hard to relate to like, it seems like young Gen Z quote unquote urban kids. That's what like, you know, the, 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 the white men in suits would, would refer to them as, uh, it sounds really hard. Like he's trying to relate to them, uh, with this, uh, with this comic book. And it kind of comes across like that uh, that Steve Buscemi meme where like he's like uh, you know in, in the skateboard gear trying to be a kid. That's what it seems like. Uh, it, it doesn't quite hit the mark that he's looking for it to hit. Um, it's a it, it is a Big Bang Theory level. Uh, it's like you've, yes. you you came out the gate appearing like you were going to pay homage to this culture, but you instead parodied it yes uh and not in a even in a clever way um and if you look at the demographics like the people who watch that show aren't nerds at all uh and the same thing would go here i would imagine that most of the people that are reading this comic are um like so like the 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 people who really won't watch miss marvel for the wrong reasons are Mm -hmm. the people who would read this comic book yes yes (laughs) (laughs) that's that kind of hits the nail on the head yeah um, the, the writer, he is actually, uh, half Jewish and half Mexican. Uh, but unfortunately I don't know if 
he has any black friends or I mean, there's I'm sure there's plenty of black writers, black editors, black people who work at Marvel Comics uh, who he could have been like, hey, man, what do you think about this? Uh, But it seems as if that wasn't done. Uh, However, the Internet has also asked a question which Kevin and I have been asking for years concerning other comic books, which is. Okay, he wrote this, and it's bad, but the bigger question is, how did this get approved? Right. How yeah. did this get through the editor's room? Yeah. It's like, I could see Ryan Johnson sitting down and making, <laughs> the, and, like, writing The Last Jedi. Like, I, I understand it, but, like, how did, like, they took it back and shot it, and yeah. nobody was like, what the fuck? And then they, then they like, screened it internally, mm-hmm. and no one went, um... The people who made this don't understand it's Star Wars. <laughs> like, th- this book had to have gone through at least, at minimum, an editor. Yeah. And I'm guessing at the behemoth that is Marvel Comics, they probably have individual departments. And so there's probably, like, a department person that has to, like, approve it, like a like a supervisor. Yeah. And then it probably goes from there to, like, a, a chief editor type yes. person to be approved again. Mm-hmm. So, like... It's the question isn't how did you make this monstrosity? The question is why did none of the fail safes that are designed to prevent this from going to print catch it? Like exactly, this is a monumental failure at every level. Yeah, <laughs> like it failed this way to print. Uh, and so yeah, it's it, it was a really uh, odd thing. And like I said, when I first saw this, you know, <clears throat> it kind of like a fucking grizzled war vet. I was like, this is nothing new for me. Like I've I've seen, uh, I've, I've seen, I've seen what Marvel and DC have to offer me these days, and I'm not surprised by this comic book at all. But I was again, I was really taken aback by the internet's response to this. Uh, so, and and again, like it was enough of a response to to you know make this writer or to uh, have this writer issue uh, an apology. Uh, but I don't want to put all the blame on him because, like you said, there are editors, there are uh, uh, chief editors. And there are, you know, so many other people who this has to go through before it hits the shelves. Uh, I think they need to add HR to that stopgap. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Somebody from HR at Marvel needs to be like, huh, is putting this out offensive? Like, because, uh, <laughs> like, I'm, I, I'm sure there are probably, probably uh, black employees at Marvel that mm-hmm. are probably offended that their employer put this out to right. print. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't imagine that situation. I mean, but hey, we talk about this a lot. You just kind of fail up in Hollywood. It's kind of like how it's the uh, damnedest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. Um. Uh, what's his name? Uh, what's it? Uh, Ryan Johnson. We already talked about not, him. Not Ryan oh, Johnson. Okay. Uh, one one of the Game of Thrones guys. I can't remember whether it was Dan or Dave. Oh. Worked on uh, X Men. Well, yeah. Story. Yes. And then they were like, "You can have your own <laughs> multi million dollar series." Which he did all right with for a while. Yeah, while he had someone else's script to go off of. Then it was like, well, you guys are going to have to start making this up. It's like, all right. shit. (laughs) Yeah, we can do that. Right. We're writers. Or, uh, you know, uh, John Peters started as uh, Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. Yeah, as a goddamn hairdresser. Yeah. And had bad idea after bad idea to being a multi-millionaire. Uh, Ike Perlmutter. Oh, that's the guy that used to be in charge of Marvel TV. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, that like, guy. The only real accomplishment that dude ever really had was uh was inking the uh, Netflix deal to let Netflix take those uh the Defenders properties. That so is it was true. like 
It was the Sony deal. It's like, we're going to pay you to take these properties we own and write them because if we do it, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be ass, yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the way, if you guys want to know something that Art Perlmutter maybe had a, a bigger hand in, look at Inhumans, the TV show. Yeah, yeah he, was, <laughs> he, was, he was on set for that. Yes. Uh, he, he, that was his baby. This is also the same Ike Perlmutter who said that, uh, no, we shouldn't do a Black Panther movie or a Captain Marvel movie because no one will pay to see a woman-led or a black-led superhero movie. Yeah. Maybe Meanwhile, he, Maybe he can go uh, produce a movie with Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah, Tim Burton would love that. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, well, with that, all that being said, homies, welcome back to another awesome episode of the Superhero Homies podcast. My name is Quentin, and I'm here once again with my good homie, my friend, my brother, the homie Caleb. Hey, hey I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad to be back. That was a hell of an open. Oh, hell yeah. I, I do have one key question for you before we get started tonight. Yes. What are we talking about? We are speaking about the state of the DCEU and Ezra Miller. Oh, okay. Okay, I got it. I got it. Those two things have become more and more intertwined. They uh, have. Over the years. And the funny thing is, DC is trying really hard to distance themselves from Ezra Miller. They really have. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we can go ahead and start with Ezra, man, because, like, he is such the elephant in the room. And uh, the, the hilariously ironic thing of it is, is that, like, you know, Warner Brothers has already stated that... Uh, they would no longer be uh, using the services of Ezra Miller, right? So, so they are no longer, you know, associated with uh, with WB. Yeah, sure, with any WB uh, project. However, the Flash movie is already, for all intents and purposes, done. Fortunately, it's it's Flashpoint, right? So, what what I think they could do if they wanted, and this is the, this is the simplest fix, uh, which means they won't do this. Um, you, you recast the Flash, mm-hmm. and when you have the moment at the end where he puts everything back, once that happens, you just film a new scene with the new actor. So it's like when he been made all the changes, like, you know, that that's one of them. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that changes in this new reality. And, uh, <laughs> and just have it be a different actor right there, and then it just explains it. Like, oh, he looks and sounds different now. Because of all the timeline changes, and then you just go on. Right. That's like the thing that makes sense yeah. to do. And you know what? That, that is the simplest approach, which, like you said, means WB won't do it. Another easy approach would be um, you can just kill off Barry yeah, and, and bring, in, bring in Wally. That's you true. Know? Yeah. Like, the, technically, the flash of our generation, the flash who we grew up with in the cartoons, that's Wally. Barry was dead for over almost yeah like twenty years in the comic books. He was gone for a long fucking time. Uh, so now's your opportunity, WB. You can just if you want to kill Barry, fucking kill him and and <laughs> bring in a Wally. That's true. I mean, it's not like uh, it's it's interesting. Like it's crazy to me that in twenty twenty three we are gonna get the first live action Flash movie. That's wild. I mean, how how did Morbius get a movie? <laughs> Before the Flash, like how did uh how did Starro get a, a right. movie before the Flash? How how did Peacemaker <laughs> get a television show before the Flash got a movie? Right, like someone must explain these things to me. How did the Inhumans 
get a TV show before the Flash got a movie. Literally, uh, and and this is uh, uh, the next uh, DC property is coming out. Mm-hmm. How is there a DC League of Super Pets movie before there's a The Flash movie? Do you remember what year the Flash movie was originally supposed to come out in? I do because um, I was in Hall H for Comic Con in 2015. That's right. When DC decided to do their Kevin Feige like rollout, where they were like, "We're gonna make the Lantern <laughs> and we're gonna come out with the Flash and like Batman versus Superman is gonna be the first thing to." We're gonna go straight into uh, Justice League and then we're gonna do a Justice League trilogy. And in, in, in the middle of Justice League trilogy, we're going to do all this other stuff. And then it was just like, oh, man, DC really has it together. <laughs> and now, granted, uh, the only two uh, movie, the only movie that had come out in the DCEU at this time was Man of Steel. Because Wonder yeah. Woman came out after, after Justice League. After No, after BBS. At the BB, okay, well, before yeah. Justice League. Okay. So... Uh, because yeah, in, right. in uh, BVS, uh, he gives her the picture. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's and right. That's how Wonder Woman opens was with the picture. Yeah, and uh, so the only movie that had actually been released in the DCEU at this point in time was Man of Steel. Yeah, and most people, while I didn't, I don't know a lot of people that loved that movie. Most people thought it was either okay to good, mm-hmm. which, as we would come to find out for DC, would be a phenomenal achievement. Um, because prior to that movie, the only thing that we had to go off of was the Nolan trilogy, yeah, which is universally beloved. I mean, uh, and and so, yeah, I mean, they, they rolled out all that stuff and we thought, God, uh, DC is really going to finally start taking it to Marvel. And it's like everything, every time, everything since then has just been like, you know, the, the roadrunner trying to catch the coyote, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just one thing goes wrong after another. Yeah, man. You remember that uh, in No Way Home, that uh, that Flashpoint, uh, you know, joke that uh, Flash Thompson makes when yeah. he's talking about his book? And I'm like, man, in a movie that has, like, multiversal elements in it, this just feels like a you, you're kicking the handicapped kid while he's down. Like, that's what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was an unnecessary blow, Marvel. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but they're not wrong. I mean, the I would argue that the only really successful DC stuff uh, has been the James Gunn stuff. Uh, it has been the second Suicide Squad and uh, and Peacemaker. As far mm-hmm. as like uh, you know, like the community really accepting it. I mean, a lot of people liked Wonder Woman. Uh, I thought it was just okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's maybe a hot take at this point. But like uh, the first movie was, uh, it was just okay to me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it's kind of boring. But I think people. It didn't like do anything to like enrage anyone. No, um, you know, except for like the people whose opinions we don't care about, like the the very small subset of people who literally won't go see like a female led film. Yeah, yeah, like the people who Ike Perlmutter was actually right about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The, that small subset of people, and we don't care what they think anymore. Right. But other than that, no one was like, "Man, I really hate this movie." I mean, even myself who didn't love it, barely. I I, I really would, wouldn't even go as far to say that I liked it. But I didn't mind it, you mm-hmm. know. It was okay, um, you know. So, like, it, it's just it's it's sad to me that the only kind of uh, niche they can fit into is kind of that like we're gonna do the heavy humor along with like the R rated stuff that Marvel won't do, mm-hmm. and 
with uh, Marvel like letting Ryan Reynolds uh, make Deadpool three with the R rating, and like now he actually has probably a for all intents and purposes an infinite budget for that movie. I think they're gonna blow it out of the park. I mean they're they're just gonna they're gonna do something insane with it. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. I think that uh, you know not to talk about Marvel already, but I think that Deadpool three whenever it comes out. I think it's going to be a banger. It'll probably be the best one. Who knows? That might be the movie that gets Hugh Jackman out of bed. That if they, um, I, I want Tom Holland and Hugh Jackman both. <laughs> and if they do that, I think it will, I mean, it will be. It's going to make all the money. Insane. Yes. Yeah. Even if it's R-rated. Yeah, it'll make all the money. It ha- they are, Well, they've already said it's going to be R-rated. Yeah. So, and that's really important because you can't do it PG-13. Now, do I think that there will be a dumbed down PG thirteen version that they'll put on Disney Plus? Absolutely. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm not mad at that though. They, they, should, get... they should just make a version at every rating level. <laughs> they should make a, a PG and yes. a G version, and that would just be hilarious to me to watch the like the G rated version. I, I would love that, and it would be great if like you know the R rated version is like two hours and twelve minutes, and then the PG thirteen version is like. Two hours even. And then, like, the, the PG version is an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah. And the G version is 15 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they replaced motherfucker with, like, curse mudgeon. Right. You know? Yeah. All, the, all the blood is, like, jello or something. Yes. And, uh, like, uh, the, any of, like, the, uh, like, uh, if there's, like, any, like, scary, like, creatures in it, they're, like, CG, like, cats or something, you know? Right. So, or teddy bears, some cuddly, cute creature. <laughs> oh, that would be, that would be amazing. Uh, you know what? I would, if they did Marvel, I don't know if you guys are listening. If you're listening, if you decide to do that, we would watch and review each version individually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, <laughs> I'm down for all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and as always, Marvel, we uh we our our services are also open. Uh, we will we are willing to write a script for you. Yes, 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 yes. But for each version of that, each version, yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, even though you would never use it, I would write a rated R version of a movie that doesn't need to be rated R. <laughs> <laughs> see, the, see, you've got my gears turning now. Like now, we need an episode where it's a, it's a pitch it episode, <laughs> but it's just. R-rated things of existing properties. Holy shit. Um, I, I love the idea of, I mean, I think James Gunn will love it too, like an R-rated Guardians movie, but you replace uh, Vin Diesel with Sam Jackson. He says, motherfucker, instead of I am Groot. Yeah. That would be, <laughs> yeah. be tremendous. Or, or uh, you know, in, uh, in the actual Avengers movie, like we make an R-rated version of that. And, uh, like, they do the whole thing where, like, uh, like uh, Thor and uh, and uh, Hulk are like fighting all throughout the aircraft carrier, and uh, Sammy Jackson like gets on the intercom. And he's like, "If y'all don't get these motherfucking Avengers <laughs> off my motherfucking plane, oh yes, <laughs> oh that'd be phenomenal." <laughs> it just comes over the loudspeaker. Yes, uh, I think it was um, Corridor Crew. I don't know if you ever watched their stuff on YouTube, but they're VFX artists. And they like to review a lot of uh, VFX uh, effects with uh, different people who work in the industry. Uh, but they actually did a, uh, a VFX cut of uh, like the Winter Soldier fight scene at the beginning when Cap is on the boat, um, like right before he fights uh, George St. Pierre. 
And uh, they were like, yeah, so this is what some of Cap's fight scenes would look like if they were rated R. And he's like, the shield is like just demolishing people. (laughs) (laughs) Just like cutting them in half. Yes, cutting them in half and like severely crippling people. Like it's, yeah, it's great. It's great. That's fantastic. Uh, But anywho. Yeah, we went way down the rabbit hole. Already. Already. Um, But yeah, so it, it is kind of sad and telling that they're using honestly what I always thought was DC's Trump card, you know, their get out of jail free card, and they're using it already. And that Trump card is Flash or Flashpoint. Like Flashpoint, it's, it's already has a, a great built in story, and the story is so good that it distracts you from the fact that what it is is a reset button. Right. And this is something that you use 10 years down the line. When you've written yourself into a corner. Exactly. Not when you've failed your way into a corner. Yeah. Repeatedly. Right. Uh, And so the fact that they're hitting that button already, I mean, clearly it tells us what we already know, that the DCEU, unfortunately, has been just, it's been a failed experiment. Um, And they need to, uh, they need to restart. But the problem here is, if they don't get it right this time, you can't go back to that well again. No, I mean, essentially, if you don't get it right this time, you've got to say, we're going to take five years and not make any superhero movies at mm-hmm. all, and you have to just completely clean slate start over. you got to pull a Star Wars. you got to just stay away from the theaters for a while. Yeah. you got to cool down. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's not a situation you want to be in. No. And, and you know that WB would never want to do that. Like, Disney can do that because Marvel is still making buku money right now. So they don't need a Star Wars movie every year to make, you know, a couple billion dollars. They have Marvel still doing that. But with Warner Brothers, their big money makers, like, are still, even even their failed superhero movies, for the most part, make pretty good money. And so for them to even draw back their uh, superhero movie slate, they realized they were leaving so much money on the table. And I think they'd be too greedy to take that kind of step backwards. Yeah, I agree. I mean... Uh, we, we can't, um, throughout all of this, we can't lose sight of the fact that uh, Warner Brothers was recently purchased by Discovery. So Which is, the, I think, a great thing. Yeah, uh, and the new CEO um, is very, uh, I think, committed to uh, finding like a, a, a Kevin Feige-esque person to, to hold everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really do think that they need to go the way of, they need to put... They need to get their core actors together, maybe run some background checks, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and and sign them all to like ten year contracts, multiple picture contracts, and, and really just I mean start hammering out the content, and, and it needs to be good and it needs to be cohesive because DC is kind of doing this thing where it's like uh, yeah we're gonna try to make this interconnected universe and then they fail horribly and then their excuse thus far has been. Well, you know, we really just think that these, like, standalone movies are, like, what people really want. That's actually not true. Uh, I think most of the, um, I I think that most people don't mind a standalone movie. I personally do these days. Uh, In most cases, uh, when it comes to this type of content, I do not want a standalone film. Um, And I, and, but I think that uh, if you look at the box office numbers, the interconnected universe works. I mean, Honestly, how many people would have went to see Captain Marvel uh, if it had not been 
you know, teased as like essential viewing for the overarching MCU and had been squeezed in between two of the big movies. Same goes with Ant-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's Smart and dirty tactics. Work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, it, hell, it worked for both of them tremendously. Yeah. I uh, mean, it really did. I, it, it, it's, it's uh, you know, it's it's that, uh, that the old saying, you know, um, the, the rising tide raises all boats. Yeah. It, it's, it's that same concept here where it's like, okay, yeah, you're not going to get an Avengers Endgame every time, but the fact that you're going to have that Avengers Endgame is, is present is, is enough, you know, for a mm-hmm. lot of people, which is why it's still being referenced constantly all the time. Yeah. Uh, I do have to give you a little bit of pushback on, uh, on the standalone thing. And it's just my, my personal preference. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, obviously I love the interconnected universe. Um, but you know, the, I think for me, the fact of the matter is that there's, there's certain drawbacks to that. And I'm of the mind right now that DC, no matter how they slice it, they're not in a good position. So they will be damned if they do and damned if they don't. So even if they were to, as of this moment, get their shit together and put out top tier quality material, if they were to go the route of Marvel and have an interconnected universe, I feel like Marvel already has that fan base that wants to go, that, that's willing to go see 23 movies in a row, you know, to get right. the overarching story. Uh, I'm not saying that the market isn't big enough for a DC to also share that, but just like how with the family friendly type of superhero movies, Marvel has that corner locked. Uh, I think that DC will find better success if they try to do something different. Um, I mean, uh, the you know how much I love the the Batman movie, the Matt Reeves movie, which is a standalone movie outside of the DCEU. Um, and uh, like I think that for me, it was such a breath of fresh air uh, for DC and for the superhero genre as a whole. Uh, so I think that like. I'm not mad at the idea of doing more standalone movies, especially if at this moment you don't know what you want to do for your interconnected universe. Right. Well, and and the thing is, I don't think, I think if the DCEU had been an overwhelming success on the same way that Marvel has, Mm -hmm. there wouldn't have even been discussions of the Batman being standalone. No. But that's not what happened. Yeah. And, and, but also like it, um, in so many ways, these movies do kind of mimic comic book trends. Whereas, like, you know, there are people out there who maybe wanted to hop on the MCU train, but it's like, fuck, man, I'm too far behind. Right. Uh, and so to have like a a standalone comic book or a standalone movie, like, I can do this. You know, I don't have to worry about you know all the shit that I've missed to catch up. Um, but I mean, I, I can't dispute your point. Like, obviously, Marvel has has had just tremendous success with the interconnected universe. Uh, that's where all the money has been, you know, but as, as far as DC goes, man, they can try to go that route. But at the same time, uh, withstanding the Matt Reeves, you know, putting that to the side, you can have standalone movies. And then if you would want to decide later on, okay, let's form these, these guys up like Voltron. You can do it. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, I mean, that's how the MCU originally started. I mean, they just wanted to make a good movie with Iron Man. Yeah. And then they said, well, if we're going to go forward, this is how we're going to go forward. And it paid off. It paid huge dividends for them. Uh, but looking at it like, I mean, obviously they could spin the Batman into a Batverse. 
I would love that, actually. Um, I don't know if I could see a Superman in that universe, but mm-hmm. they could make it work. Uh, I, I think there's room for it to work. Uh, they may have to be more akin to, like, a Gods and Monsters kind of Superman. Maybe I could mm. see that, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, that that's a that's another rabbit hole I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get us down into. But so, since we're talking about DCU, what would you say like out of a ten rating, like right now, what wh- where would you put it? The DCEU. The DCEU? Yeah. Okay, so and, that, and that's... you have to remember that the Snyder Cut is not canon. Okay, so so here's the thing. I'm going to be honest. I don't think that WB is even sure that the Snyder Cut is or is not canon. They have come out and said... They've said how much have they said in the past? That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, so, the DCEU. So, that would be uh, no Matt Reeves and also no Snyder Cut. Yeah, so, you got um, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, yep. Wonder Woman 2, uh, the Justice League, uh, uh, Aquaman. Is Shazam part of that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Superman shows up. Either, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, without Henry Cavill, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not necessarily him, but it's supposed to be him, right? Um. Oh yeah. What about uh, both Suicide Squads? Right. Uh, the first Suicide Squad is definitely included. Um. Well, I guess the second one too, right? Because there's yeah. characters that cross over. So, mm-hmm. uh, the, so by extension. Then I, we also have to include Peacemaker. Peacemaker. In I mean, well. the, the cameo at the end also kind of. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We so we have to include Peacemaker and Suicide Squad. Okay, so that raises the score a, a bit. Uh, it especially Peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, thank goodness James Gunn came in there in that fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. James Gunn was just like sitting on the bench, man. And he was like, "Put me in, coach." Right. I mean, honestly, right now, um. With with those properties as a whole, uh, on the scale of one to ten, the DCEU is sitting at about a four for me. Oh man, uh, I was thinking I was gonna give it the bad score here, but yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you, man. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say about a four, four point five somewhere in there. Yeah, but I'll, I'll commit to also a four because uh, it, it's like I want it to be a lot better, but I've had if I if I'm gonna be honest, I've had more bad times than good times with it. And I look at it like this too. Even if there was no MCU to compare it to, it still doesn't look like a success. No, I mean, so many of these characters to me, um, they don't feel like they are that character to me. Mm. Um, for example, uh, it wasn't until the Snyder Cut that uh, one, one thing I will say uh, regarding uh, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman is she always felt like Diana to me. Same. Um, but. Um, uh, I I could not think of his name for a minute. Uh, ben Affleck's Batman did not feel like Batman to me until the Snyder Cut, mm. and he, and then even then he's actually a little too hopeful to be a Batman. <laughs> uh, but I liked the character. I liked mm-hmm. his take on it, and we've talked about this before. Batman uh, benefits the most from the different interpretations, but to me in BBS, even in the Ultimate Cut and in the uh, Justice League, I always just felt like. Um, he was just like high budget cosplaying as Batman. Mm. Um, and yes, uh, before like I love the warehouse fight scene, but Ben Affleck's not even in that. That's the CG Batman. Like ninety, it's, it's a stuntman Batman. Well, 
No, quite a bit of it is like CG Batman, but there is a you know there's a stuntman in there too. Uh, yeah. Uh, so like my my thing about that is uh, I actually really like Ben Affleck as Batman and Bruce Wayne. Um, it reminds me heavily of like Frank Miller's cynical Batman. Yeah, the Suicide Squad <coughs> post credit scene is fucking amazing. Yeah, that's that. That's the only. Well, I mean, I don't want to shit on the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, my favorite part of that movie. Yeah, is what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. that and when the credits roll. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, uh, like you know, his interpretation of uh, of Batman. You know, I, I think uh, yeah. Again, I, I just really overall enjoyed it how we got from this this cynical Batman who is very much a nihilist. Uh, but then by the time you get to the end of the Snyder cut, he's more hopeful. You know, he, uh, he's been able to turn that corner and kind of realize where he's gone astray. Um, so I, I kind of like that, but, uh, yeah, like there's so much more, you know, problems with, you know, just the, the, the disjointed nature of BVS and then just the, uh, absolute atrocity that was the Justice League that, yeah, I can understand why people have a problem with, you know, the cast of characters who we have in, in the Justice League. So, yeah. And they have that damn table at the end and mm-hmm. they're like, with room for more and then like no one ever shows up. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing else has happened. Nothing has that. happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really hasn't. Uh, I'm going to jump around a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that that's what they're doing with Black Adam? Uh, do you think that they're waiting to see how everything goes before they, like, say that, yes, this is standalone or, like, no, like, it, he's going to be interconnected because it's like, uh, what's the guy's name that plays uh, Shazam? Uh, uh, Zachary Levi. Yeah, yeah. I can never, every time we podcast, <laughs> I can think of his name unless I'm on this podcast. Um <laughs> I don't see a movie where he fights The Rock and we're cheering for him. Because you have to be more charismatic than The Rock. Yeah. that That's going to be really tricky. But here's the thing. That's Pandora's box. You don't introduce Black Adam into, like, a movie verse and expect us to not see him face Shazam at some point. Right. He's, like, the main Shazam villain. Yeah. He's the Shazam villain. But what has me, in, uh, you know, kind of... Scratching my head about it is, I'm sure you've seen the trailer, right? I have. Uh, his origin is different in the trailer. Considerably. Considerably so. I, I do want to point out that they do have a Joker movie where he does not fight Batman in uh, in the DC. That is true. Slate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but hell, even in that, he technically encounters Bruce Wayne. That's true. That's true, at yeah. least. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know, Sony's got a, a Michael Morbius movie out where he doesn't fight Spider-Man. <laughs> Uh, as a matter of fact, he fights a, another vampire. But anyway. yeah, yeah, another vampire, and then then a vulture shows up at the end with the suit that he got from. We can move on. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. They did. I mean, yeah. you gave the same amount of explanation they did. <laughs> uh, I, I, out of all these projects, man, I, I've I've really followed Black Adam for a long time, and it's been um, it's been in the works for a long time. A long time, yeah. And I've really been following it, I think, since it was, like, first, like, kind of hinted at by The Rock. And uh, I know that he's very passionate about it. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I think a lot of people working on the movie are passionate about it. I saw the trailer, and I, I from the trailer, it didn't really move the needle on me. I think I think it could go either way, but Same. I think I think if it's largely successful, but they can't get the DCEU together, then it's smart for them to not intermingle it too soon. But I think Shazam one was a, a fine movie. I think it was a fun movie. Um, I'm so, right there with you with the Shazam one. Like it, it, it didn't, you know, uh, didn't reinvent the wheel, but right. at the same time, it was a, it was a fun romp, you know, and, and they got the point across. I, 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 my, my biggest issue with that movie is probably the suit. I don't like the suit. Agree. And uh, yeah, they can definitely upgrade that suit. They're going to have to because uh, yeah. the rock suit is awesome. The Black Adam suit is dope. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, the Black a- Adam suit, like, unlike 99% of other superhero suits, that the Black Adam suit requires no padding. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You just put yeah. it on the rock. <laughs> right. <laughs> just put on this spandex, and it'll it'll form fit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, and that is a good question that you bring up there about, like, the, uh, the rock meeting Zachary Levi and having us root for uh, Shazam over Black Adam. And so this kind of goes back to a, uh, um, a bigger problem with, um, you know, with, with storytelling and having a villain-like character be your protagonist because that character will always be written to be likable because otherwise, how are you going to get people to go see him if he's not likable? Right. Uh, and, and so, like, it's tricky, man, because with this Black Adam trailer or with this Black Adam movie, they are also setting up uh, the Justice Society of America. You know, so we have uh, we see Hawkman uh, in the trailer and Doctor Fate. Uh, uh, yeah, we see Adam Smasher. Like these are all JSA members, and uh, so it's like they're trying to kind of backdoor in a a group that is Justice League adjacent. I gotta wonder if, like, the the re- the way they're gonna explain away the Justice Society is if like Black Adam is gonna kill them all. That would like, be tremendous. Is at the end of the movie is he just gonna turn on them and um, and just you know Omni Man them? <laughs> that would be tree tremendous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the casting for Doctor Fate. I don't know. The, I, don't, I can't remember the guy's uh, name. Pierce Brosnan. That's Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, that makes me feel really old, <laughs> but uh, the casting is spot on. It is spot on for him, yeah. And, and I gotta say, they really have to nail it with them because the JSA has been so such a throwaway thing yep. in everything it's ever been in. Legends mm-hmm. of Tomorrow, uh, well, the whole Arrowverse, yeah, uh, Smallville, uh, any of the animated films. Whenever they need a throwaway superhero team, right? They always pull the poor JSA out. I know. And uh, and beat the bejesus out of them, <laughs> uh, Hawkman. I mean, even in um, even in Titans, yeah. You know, it's just like they they always have to go to Hawkman and Hawk Girl or whatever. I and, know. They, and they and uh, Doctor Fate probably is the least shit upon of them. And but also to the same accord, he's also like the least used of all of them. Well, I think the, at least with the Hawk with Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Um, I think the only exception to that is uh. Because he's a more complicated character to do. True. Would be Young Justice did such a good job with yeah. uh, Dr. Fate. But Young Justice did such a good job with everybody mm-hmm. in the first two seasons. Yeah, I haven't seen past that yet, so. Uh, I tried to watch season three and haven't. 
So. Well, damn. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so Black Adam, they absolutely need to kill it. That comes out uh, later on, October this year, I believe. Uh, yeah, so interestingly enough, I'm looking at the slate here of all their properties. Black Adam comes out on October 21st, and Shazam 2 comes out on December 16th. That's right. Shazam got moved uh, closer to us. So there's literally a two-month gap between the two movies. It's like, if you guys aren't going to do anything, like... If you guys don't at least have Black Adam show up in that movie, even in like a post-credits scene, uh, I feel like you're wasting a huge opportunity here as you've got these two what should be connected properties releasing two months apart. Right. You know? Yeah, that that is... Um, I don't want to say a conundrum because like if you've planned pro- properly, then there's no conundrum at all. Right. Because Black Adam was always going to come out before Shazam anyway. So... Yeah. Should be no problem lining things up. Do you think that Black Adam makes a cameo in Shazam? I I think he's got to, man. Um it, and that's assuming that Shazam doesn't make a cameo in Black Adam. True. Um you know, it, it would be interesting to see where like uh let's just say we're 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 fan uh fictioning this for a second. Um maybe he does Omni Man the JSA at the end. And uh, that's unfortunately a huge invincible spoiler, but uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. You've had like two years to watch right. this shit, um, and, or, and even longer to read it. So yep. uh, sorry about that. But let's say he omnimans them, uh, which by the way is a verb for killing your entire team of superheroes. <laughs> uh, let's say he omnimans them at the end of uh, of the Black Adam movie. Maybe we have some sort of scene where like Shazam is like investigating some kind of artifact or something, and maybe he finds some, like, uh, ancient, like, uh, tablet or, like, you know, the uh, movies and TV shows like to use the the, the Game of Thrones, uh, the mural on the wall, yes. you know? Yep. Uh, of, of, like, this maybe this battle with the JSA. Or, or maybe he finds out about the JSA and, like, they start trying to figure out, like, what happens to him. I can totally see him and the, uh, what's the kid? Is it Max his name? Uh, All Fre- little kids are named Max. Freddie, his friend? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Freddie, that was close. <laughs> uh, Freddie, Max, you know. Ma- Max, Freddie, whatever. Uh, All little kids are named Max <laughs> in uh, movies. Uh, so the kid, Freddie, I could see them, like, going to the library and, like, looking up stuff on, like, the JSA or something like that. Right, like, yeah. a cool scene, you know. Um, and, uh, and, and, and maybe that's how they come across Black Adam, you know. Uh, or that, hell, I, I think they could probably find him just on the news. The way that the trailer, the vibes it gives off is that he's been away for thousands of years, and now he's reawakened, and he's pissed because maybe Kondok, his home, like his the country he rules rules over, is you know fucked up or whatever, and he's trying to fix it. Yeah, uh, that shit can definitely just make the news. Hey, fucking Black Adam, this guy, you know. You see, I mean, so I think that it could be a matter of perspective. It can be a thing where, like, in Black Adam's mind, he is protecting his homeland, but we all know how news cycles can go. That shit can come across like this strange man is attacking, you know, the military. And who knows, maybe Freddie, you know, bigs up, uh, you know, uh, Billy, like, hey, man, listen, you're the one who has the power to stop this kind of guy. Maybe you should. So it's like, is the JSA still operating in the modern day, and we just never hear about them? That's the that's the thing that needs to be answered. Yeah, 
Because what, what the way I'm thinking about it is like... Martian Manhunter is a member of it as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Uh, maybe, maybe it's a thing where, um, like, Black Adam came back and, like, what we're seeing is, like, modern day in that trailer is maybe... Uh, well, no, they, those guys have, like, machine guns. Yeah. So, yeah, it's got to be modern day. Because it's like a SWAT team. Yeah, it is. So, like, uh, how do they explain, like, the Adam... Uh, running down the streets of like whatever city in giant form, right? You know that shit had to be all over the news. Oh yeah, yeah. That uh, yeah. So like all of this shit has to be widely known now. Yeah, you know, that's the only way. And, and it, it's very weird that you know they didn't do anything at all about uh, Dark Side, right? And like you know. Trying to like plug the uh, crack the plane in half and yeah and all that. So now I'm trying to think like just the time frame at uh no 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 dark side only came to the earth and the good one. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he he's not even in. He yeah the justice. I, they I think he's name dropped maybe once. Yeah, son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, shit. Yeah, they fucked up. We're yeah. sorry. We, we keep thinking the good one is the is right. Uh, also, we're supposed to be getting a Batgirl movie this year. Yes, Batgirl comes out supposedly uh, at the end of the year. That seems terrifying to me. I hope that gets pushed. It, it needs to be pushed uh, for a couple reasons. Uh, we don't have a trailer for one. We don't have a trailer for one. Uh, they've already done test screenings on a viewing, uh, secondly. And uh, thirdly... As it stands, apparently WB doesn't even know yet if they want to make this an HBO Max exclusive or if they want to put it in theaters yet. That's a lot of confidence in this new property, man. Yeah. And and, and I got to say, HBO Max, as the streaming services go, uh, HBO Max is killing it. Uh, and, and I think they're doing a really good job. Um, so I don't know if... I, I don't know. It, it depends on how good they do with this movie. I, I don't have a lot of hopes for this because I feel like this is firmly in the no one asked for this category mm-hmm. because I think most people want a Bat Family, which yeah. takes a lot of work and lead in. Uh, and just jumping the gun and going straight to a Batgirl movie feels like you're just trying to cash in on something, make a quick yeah. dollar and move on. Which is what WB has been doing for almost the past 10 years now. And it, it doesn't work. So it is a little frustrating that they're trying a very similar formula again. They're trying to shotgun a property, uh, you know, and, and hoping that it catches on the way that they want it to. Whereas, as you just said, it, it would take, it takes time and it takes build up. A Batgirl movie can be fucking huge, but with this little promotion and with so much still being up in the air, they're really cutting off their nose to spite their face. Um, I'm not a fan of Michael Keaton being the main Batman of the DCEU. Uh, I'm not a fan of him being this Nick Fury type figure. Uh, I don't like any of that. Right. Um, I mean, if he was going to do that, then give the studios another hundred million dollars and give me a Batman Beyond movie. That's true. And, uh, and, uh, let's, uh, let's get Christian Bale back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll be down for that. I mean, honestly, like, I'll, I'm still, up until I see the movie and he's not in it, I'm going to be absolutely shocked if they don't try to pull a homecoming because they always try this shit uh, where they're going to try to make a 
they're going to try to replicate the success of Homecoming and have all three of the Batman in this, the ones people care about mm-hmm. in, in the movie. They're going to try to have... Oh, No uh, Way Home. What did I, what did I say? Uh, homecoming. Oh, my, my bad. And, and see, I normally say Far From Home. I normally oh. mistake it for the second one. I think one Michael Keaton threw you Spider-Man off. Yeah. <laughs> one of the Spider-Man movies. Oh, yeah, because Michael Keaton yeah. is in Homecoming. That's, that, that's the brain connection. So they're going to try to pull a No Way Home where they're going to have all three of the Batman. Mm. They're going to try to have Keaton, Bale, and, and Batfleck yeah. all in the same movie. I mean that that's definitely uh I mean yeah that would they be able to do that and keep it quiet though No yeah no probably not but if you have noticed uh they have had Christian Bale doing the media rounds in the last couple of weeks being like well the only way I'll come back is if Christian Ronaldo comes back Yeah why, why now why why at this moment in time are we having hey. that circle the Hey man, maybe he got bit by the bug when he was on uh on uh the set of God of Love and Thunder, you know? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh speaking of that, man, not to go off on a tangent, I don't know what it would take for Nolan to get out of bed. First of all, I don't, I think Nolan's done with WB, so I don't I, that's very unlikely that he yeah. do another Batman. I think there was issues. I think there was a lot of tension between him and the studio over Tenet, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um has he even announced the next Film. I feel like a we got a title and that's it. Like we haven't got anything since then. Right. I mean, because he and WB for a long time were very much connected, yeah. uh, and it seemed to be a very lucrative uh, relationship and, and mutual relationship. But yeah, after the the whole tenant debacle during the pandemic era, I think he walked away from WB. Yeah, I think so. Um, and and, uh, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna tangent your tangent mm. with another tangent. Speaking of long term financial relationships, uh, the rumor has it that uh, I believe uh, NextStar has uh, has entered an agreement to purchase ninety percent of CW. Um, oh shit! So uh, Warner Brothers and is it CBS? Uh yeah. Or is it? Yeah, CBS uh, are both going to retain, I believe, a five percent stake, and uh, they're going to keep their licensing agreements in place. But NextStar is going to um, is if the deal goes through, is going to have majority ownership of the network. And they basically said that they're going to try to um, have their uh, programming appeal to an older, like more mature audience. So uh, I, you know, with a lot of those. Uh, Arrowverse shows like coming to an end, being canceled, mm-hmm. whatever, um, and no real new ones like being announced. Uh, you know, I, you got to think that uh, a lot of stuff's going to be shaken up over there too. So a lot of these long-standing sort of DC, or even not just specifically DC, but Warner Brothers, a lot of these long-standing relationships are either in jeopardy or you know are going undergoing radical changes. So yeah, and uh, uh, this is my first time hearing about that. And I mean, between that and the like, uh, like the discovery merger slash buyout uh, deal, uh, I think that uh, it's nothing but potentially great news. Yeah, I just don't know if there's a place for CW now that we have HBO Max. There really isn't. Like, it'd be like if uh, Marvel announced they were going to continue like one of the Netflix series. And it's just like, well, if you put it on CW, then 
you're getting rid of any like real crossover potential because mm-hmm. you're not going to loan out like Aquaman yeah. to a network you don't own. Right. Or that you have a 5% stake in when it's like you could have him cameo on HBO Max and like boost your subscription numbers or whatever. Right. And you get 100% of that profit. Yeah, that and, and that is a very good point. And I mean, yeah, like it doesn't seem like WB has been investing a whole lot of energy lately into CW. Oh, they really haven't. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, I'm surprised that this uh, with the, the Gotham Knights TV show is even a thing. Yeah, uh, that really surprised me. But I mean, yeah, I'm sure that it'll be a season of television, and uh, yeah, and then we'll we'll go on from there. Uh, but I guess real quick though, going back to uh, to Batgirl, um, I really want this to be an excellent movie because Batgirl is one of my favorite members in the Bat family. Yeah, uh, uh, Barbara Gordon, she's an amazing character who's been uh, through a lot. Uh, I mean, she has she's been a fan favorite, whether she's Oracle, whether she's Batgirl. I mean, she's just proven herself time and time again. She's kind of like the uh, she's kind of like like the the heart and the morality of the Bat family more so than most other members. Um, and, uh, you know, so she's a very, very necessary part of it. And man, I just hope that I don't even know who's directing this movie. But I, yeah. There's yeah. so much, so little information. <laughs> yeah. About it. Yeah. And uh, I, I really hope that, you know, on the same lines, what you said, Barbara Gordon is an incredible character. But she is not Terry McGinnis. No. And so I do not want to see this movie try to be like a backdoor Batman Beyond movie with Barbara Gordon in Terry McGinnis's place. That shits on both characters. Yeah. yeah. It's simultaneously. Yeah. At least when Marvel does it, they usually only shit on the one character. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of which, not to go another goddamn tangent, but did you hear the rumor that they're uh, bringing back Taskmaster to be in the Thunderbolts? Yeah, I, I, I think that makes sense. It, it does make sense. I don't know if I'm ready for it. Uh, I'm ready for Taskmaster to, to receive a uh, redemption of some sort. They, they uh, honestly, I mean, here's the thing is, Taskmaster, to me, is not ruined to the point of, like, I don't want to see the character anymore. I don't want to see the character the way that they were used in Black Widow, mm-hmm. but you could take that arc that's already there and you could do a better version of it. Agreed. You can you can turn it into something now. Yes. Yeah, see yeah. every single DCEU character in the Snyder Cut. You are right. Where it's like, <laughs> I may not have been a fan of this character, but then in the Snyder Cut, Zack Snyder was like, well, I, you know, I'm going to make this work. And I think that the best version of all of those characters exists in the Snyder Cut. And yeah. I'm not even a Zack Snyder fanboy. Like, I'm not even, like, a huge fan of Zack's work. So, Hey, and, and yeah, that's right. The homie Caleb said that. I didn't even say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, so, like, uh, but as far as, like, the, the Batgirl movie goes, uh, I am excited to see um, Brendan Fraser. He's playing the villain, uh, Firefly, which if you guys have played uh, the, the Arkham games, He's in at least one of them, and he has some very fun fuck you fight scenes. Although I guess that destroys any chance Doom Patrol of, of Doom Patrol being not, not really. I mean, because you don't, you don't, you don't. See he, he's a robot, in, you know. Doom yeah, I <laughs> yeah. guess that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if uh, if the if the everyday moviegoer is ready for Doom Patrol. No, no, they are not. Um, no. And, and DC hasn't done anything to get them ready, so no. This is not like Guardians of the Galaxy, where like you can just now. Would I like to see a James Gunn directed 
Doom Patrol movie, I sure as fuck would like that. I I think that he and Grant Morrison would get together and do a copious amount of drugs and just make the greatest, weirdest superhero movie ever. And and I don't know, um, I don't know anything about the movie because we just theoretically made it up. But for whatever reason, I really want Mark Hamill to be the villain. That'll be, but you know what? Alan Tudy was such a great villain in Doom Patrol. He was perfect. That's true. I mean, he's he's kind of amazing in anything. Yeah. He's in, uh, you know, and and he also, uh, for those that don't know, uh, to go full circle here, he is the one that choreographed the Peacemaker opening dance. Yes, he and his wife. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Because I think his wife was like the. She's like the was like his, his wife is actually the the choreographer. Uh, he was yeah. to stand in for John Cena when she was putting it together. Yeah, and then he kind of like just started doing all this crazy yeah. shit, and they just kept <laughs> it. Yeah, you know, John Cena was like motherfucker, right? <laughs> you know, I, I have I've, I I don't want to go on another tangent, but I love him. Like I hated yeah. him when he was in wrestling. Isn't that like the damnedest thing? Yeah. It's just like when he was in wrestling, I could not stand him at all. But as long as he's doing anything other than being in pro wrestling, I just really love him. If you haven't seen the um, the uh, ad lib theater that he did with uh, Jimmy Fallon, have you seen this? I have not. Well, so when we get done between this episode and the next, one we're going to record. We're going to watch that because oh, yeah. it's just the most amazing thing. So if you haven't seen it, I mean. Uh, it, it's incredible. Like John Cena actually gets Jimmy Fallon to completely break character to the point where he cannot stop laughing. This is Jimmy <laughs> Fallon that we're talking about here. Oh shit! So like the comedic chops needed to like rock someone to of that level of talent. I mean, he's just so good. You right. Know? Uh, I I can't say enough good things about him. We need we need a peacemaker in uh, Justice League too. That would be insanity. <laughs> Yeah, th- that's like if Deadpool showed up in in Avengers, and that needs to happen at some point. <laughs> it would be insanity. But but I, honestly, like I still um, think that they you know they really could get away with it by. I wouldn't even be mad if Marvel advertised that Deadpool was in the movie mm-hmm. and like early in the movie, you know, because uh, like this next Avengers movie is kind of a reset, so you could always do something where it's like you do all the scenes from the first Avengers where it's like. You got whoever, like, I guess it's Wong now, and he's, like, going out and gathering up a right. team. Maybe he goes to visit Deadpool, and Deadpool's like, yeah, man, I, you know, uh, I'm just not really prepared for this. I, I got to get all my stuff together, but I'll be there. Whenever. Right. And then, like, after the credits roll or whatever, like, Deadpool <laughs> finally shows up, and, like, everything's already taken care right. of. And he's just like, all right, guys, I made it. And then it just goes black. Yeah, yeah, like, the last thing he needs to say is, like, did I miss Spider-Man? Shit. Yeah, yeah. Mother. And then it just right. goes off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Um, so we got some other items here. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're we're specifically talking about the DCEU, so we don't have to take a moment to shit on uh, the Joker uh, sequel. Uh, let's let's take a moment. Okay. I got time today. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I was like, if I bring it up, we're fucked. Okay. So. I, okay, so. Um, even people who had critique for the movie, like myself, cannot deny that Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix made an amazing movie. 
It was a tremendous movie, uh, a completely different take on the Joker. Uh, and, and my, you know, my critique is like you're on shaky foundation whenever you humanize the Joker and, and try to make him even remotely relatable. Like, I think that's a big no-no for the Joker. But as, as a movie, it is extremely effective. And I, I think that everybody who saw the Joker, at minimum, were affected by it. Um, it was um, it was so well shot and well done, and um, and and shockingly they made it a really good period piece. Yeah, um, I think a lot of things from a, a technical production level, they did a really good job. Joaquin Phoenix is always tremendous at everything. I can't think of a role he's been in where I was just like, oh, Joaquin right. Phoenix sucked. Um, but I I feel like. If we're never going to see him on screen with Batman, fine, cool. Mm-hmm. It should just be over with. Yeah. This whole we're going to make a musical, we're going to cast Lady Gaga as yeah. uh, Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Uh, I'm I'm I have never been more done with a uh, a movie project while knowing this amount of information. <laughs> <laughs> like it was to the point where I thought that I was looking at a satire article. And then I saw it again and again, and then I said, oh, no. Like, if you would have been standing outside the theater as, like, a news reporter, as I left the theater when I saw Ragnarok for the first time, and you were like, uh, 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 homie Caleb, uh, come over here real quick. Uh, so uh, what, what are your thoughts on the fact that uh, Taika Waititi is going to cover the Gore the God Butcher storyline? <laughs> I would have been like, you can fuck right off. <laughs> but I still would want to see it way more than I currently want right. to see this Joker film. I, I have I have no words. Like it, it literally made me speechless when I saw the article. I I didn't know what to make of it. Like my mind couldn't it, it refused my brain refused to like have the proper synapses snap for, for me to understand what I was looking at. So if you had to pick between this movie happening mm-hmm. and Matt Reeves casting Matthew McConaughey as Mr. Freeze. I'm I'm blasting that Lady Gaga soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she. I hope I hope you get your wish, and uh, she does a version of Poker Face called Joker Face. Oh my fucking god! Oh, you son <laughs> of a bitch! And then I hope Eric Cartman parodies that version of the song later on, just so we get some kind of enjoyment out of it. What could this movie possibly be? I'll say so. It's a musical. It's a steaming pile of dog shit. I mean, <laughs> that's my uh, technical analysis, right. folks. You come here for the in-depth, like the 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 hard-hitting, yes, analytics, and <laughs> and we're here to give you that. Is is no more sound than that review, folks. <laughs> Uh, like out of all the things that no one asked for, this is the thing that no one asked for the most. I I, I like a good musical. Uh, Greatest Showman, fantastic. Mm. Um, Prince of Egypt. Uh, Prince of Egypt, of, yeah. One of the most underrated uh musicals of all time. Incredible. That's true. Um, you know, uh, I you know I, I like a good Hamilton. I can sit down and watch mm-hmm. that. Um, not a big like Les Mis fan, but I understand why some people really love it. Uh. Joker 2, not not going to be on that list. It's like you took a thing that I didn't want 
or need, and then you added an element that I definitely don't want or need, and and you were like, here you here you are. So, so spoiler alert for like our our next episode. But you remember in uh, episode three hundred one of Umbrella Academy, where like a dance number breaks out out of nowhere. Yeah. And you're like, what in the fuck is happening? And then you realize what's going on. It's and gonna then, be the entire film. That's the entire yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. Except there isn't a moment where you realize, oh, okay, that's that's what's going on here. And if we end up seeing this in the theaters, because uh, there's no way Kevin's gonna go see this. Yeah, it'd be me. me. Uh, it's gonna be us. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna look over at you and be like, you remember when they did that Umbrella Academy? I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember when they did it in Umbrella Academy for like two and a half minutes. Not two hours. Yeah, and, and honestly, when it happened in Umbrella Academy, I was like, what the fuck? Like, if this was anything other than Umbrella Academy, I would turn it off right now. Right. Like, none of the musical episodes of Small Hill uh-huh. or Supergirl or any of that have ever been good. So, like, why would they think? Yeah. And, 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 and you know the insanely serious tone with which he played the Joker in the first movie is going to have to... They're gonna have to shit on that now. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they they are, man, because like the way that the movie ends, the first one that is, like it ends in such a unique spot where I feel like it's better being left alone because at least it leaves some things kind of ambiguous. Like what does what does this moment really mean here? Uh, and the problem with doing the sequel is that you're gonna undermine a lot of that. Uh, let alone doing a a musical sequel with you know Lady Gaga as your Harley Quinn and I mean yeah so like what are, are they going to meet up in the uh, Santa Asylum she's still going to be his doctor and they're just going to start singing back and forth it's just going to be like like a stage play where like it's supposed to be taken seriously but it's all done in song or it's just going to be more tongue in cheek are they going to take the piss out of it the only I, way out I, I would even remotely be okay with this, and I still don't want this, is if Joker is the only one who's not aware he's in a musical, and he just plays it straight-laced murder musical the whole time, like, and all the singing and shit is right. going on around him, he's completely oblivious to yeah. <laughs> Like, that, that could be good for an SNL skit, yeah, but not 90 minutes, and this will probably be two and a half hours. Um, speaking of things we don't want, uh, I got to bring this up too, because Joker two does not have a release date, but, uh, uh, the, the, the movie I'm about to talk about now does, uh, we're August 18th, 2023, uh, which has always these days subject to get pushed back. We're getting a blue beetle movie. Uh, yes. Um, blue beetle. So here's the thing. Um, uh, I'm not entirely mad at the idea of them wanting to do this. Do I think it would work better maybe as a TV show? Maybe, yeah. Um, the problem here is that DC has so many other properties that are much more likely to make you money. Well-known properties who people know, who people can recognize. Uh, to go straight to Blue Beetle is... Uh, that, that's that's an odd choice, and uh, they're going with the uh, the Jaime Reyes version of Blue Beetle, the most recent incarnation, and he's actually being played by uh, Miguel from uh, Cobra Kai. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which and I, I think that's a good cast. I think so too. 
Um, two on the nose, maybe, but that when it comes to casting, I mean, that's kind of what you want. I think yeah. they'll do a very solid job. Um, but I, I feel like the, I think the nuance that this character requires is going to be too much for them to cover in one movie. Yeah, the, the, there is a lot here. It's going to be boiled down to him. He's going to come across, I guarantee you, as Spider-Man-esque in terms of like his demeanor. But it's going to be like Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man. When you say Spider-Man 3. I mean, mean like Toby, Toby oh, Spider-Man 3. I was afraid that's what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it is. They, they're going um, to they're, they're do they're too much. Fail to, they're either going to do that or they're going to venom it. Mm. And they're going to, I swear to God, man, if that scarab starts cracking jokes. Oh, oh, fuck, no. No, no, no. That didn't even cross my mind. It, it, no. I'm out, brother. The, the scarab cannot talk. No words. Yeah, because uh, in, in every incarnation I've seen of this, the scarab just makes him do shit when, he want, when it wants. Yeah. Um, if they want to do where the scarab's talking to him, they could They could do like some kind of like little sound maybe to mm-hmm. indicate the scarab's talking to him. Uh, like a... A visual cue, maybe. Maybe they put like a blue, like kind of hue over the screen when the scarab is like taking control. You know, I, I think an audio or visual cue to the audience. I, I, I think that's probably a positive that they should do. Right. But I swear to God, man, if they start doing scarab dialogue, no, and they got this damn scarab cracking jokes. I'm walking out this theater. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that does not need to be a thing. Um, and I think that movie is in a boat similar to uh, Batgirl, where WB doesn't know yet if they're going to do that in the theaters or just on HBO Max. If they're going to do it on HBO Max, you might as well give him a damn show. Uh, yeah. You can give him an HBO Max show and still have him show up in a Justice League Dark mm-hmm. or something like that, which that is uh, another thing on this list. They, are, they actually do have a Justice League Dark movie and uh, follow-up TV show planned, much in the same... Kind of vain that they did uh, Suicide Squad yeah. Peacemaker, and I and I think that that's a tremendous idea. Although they need to get um, the guy that they had playing Constantine, they got to yes. get him back. Um, uh, what was his name? Matt. Uh, man, I can move. Forgot his name. Matt. Yeah, I don't know, but he's very yeah. good. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. And uh, the shitty thing is that, like, <laughs> uh, with him being on CW. Uh, they wouldn't let him smoke. Right. And so, like, you know, one of Constantine's, you know, biggest quirks uh, is he likes to fucking chain smoke. Uh, but, yeah, I think that he'd be phenomenal because, yeah, he was great. Although, you know, if they really want to do something uh, where, you know, they do all these throwbacks, I'm, I wouldn't be mad if they got Keanu back. That would be... Uh, I don't like it. I like Keanu, <laughs> but... <laughs> I like Keanu, but man, I <laughs> I always thought he was he was a pretty bad miscast to me. I mean, because like here, the, the the key component to being Constantine is you got to be charismatic. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, if he was a D and D character, he have levels in Bard and Warlock. Right. You know, you kind of need both ingredients there. But uh, that's true. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I didn't mind his interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially for the time, but but in this day and age, it, it would just come off like he's being John Wick. I mean, right? He didn't play the character that differently from how he plays John Wick. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. 
and he was like super brave on top of that, I'm like, nah, dog, Constantine would run. Yeah. 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 Uh, Constantine walking into a 1v1 with like Michael. Right. No, nah, he ain't about to do that shit. Hell no. Nah. Like, take Better Call Saul mentality. He's not going to walk into a room unless he has a plan. So we're, uh, is that your casting? Uh, yeah, so Bob Bob Odenkirk Bob should Odenkirk. play. Dude, actually, you know, I, I said that as a joke, but I, Bob Odenkirk probably kill it. He he nailed it, man. He nails everything. So yeah, uh, but yeah, Justice League Dark, man. Uh, obviously, I'm excited for that uh, just because I'm a huge fan of the property. Uh, I can't wait to see uh, Zatanna. They got to bring her in. <clears throat> they they got to. Yeah. They might bring in Swamp Thing, uh, Etrigan. Etrigan would be so much fucking fun with just this dialogue because everything he says has to rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> um, I swear, man, if they get like Ludacris to play him, or something, <laughs> I'd be so pissed. That'd be terrible. They cast a little dicky as. Oh uh, fuck! Yeah, no, that'd be awful. That'd be awful. I, don't you like how I'm just like Sony casting all of this? You are. DC deserves more credit than I'm giving. Right? Yeah, it's a little bit more. <laughs> Shit. No, what they would do is they would get someone excellent to play them and then get a terrible writer to write the script. Th- that's more like it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Justice League Dark, man, there's a lot of fun you can do there. It's more. It's two on the nose. Uh, it's more, I was going to say it's more dark than Justice League. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the, the moniker there. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, it's in the name if you guys didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the sequel will be Justice League Darker. Yes. And then the trilogy, of course, would be Justice League. Darker. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say maybe Darkest, but <laughs> yours isn't bad either. <laughs> the, the, the TV show will be Darker. <laughs> yeah. the, the trilogy be Justice League Darkest. <laughs> oh, shit. Static Shock just shows up like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the... <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, I know that Michael B. Jordan was looking to produce a Static Shock movie, I believe. Um, mm, yeah. yeah. I'd yeah. be up for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm up for pretty much anything Michael B. Jordan wants to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm here for it. Let's do it. Uh, but yeah, Justice League Dark... Um, movie and spinoff TV show, I think it's a phenomenal idea, but in order to nail it, you need a James Gunn. I'm not saying you need James Gunn, but you need a James Gunn. That's true. Yeah. But uh, don't Kathleen Kennedy that shit. Don't be like, so James Gunn, do you know anybody who you right, think right. this? I mean, Justice League Dark movie for us. I, I think James Gunn would do an amazing job with it. <laughs> uh, do you know any James Gunn types that we yeah, can use? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, there's there's a lot they can do with it. Uh, since they already got him on the payroll, man, uh, Matt Reeves. I would be very interested in a Matt Reeves version of this. That would uh, be very cool. Or, you know, uh, you could do the smart thing, Warner Brothers, and before Kevin Feige snatches him up, get the Duffer Brothers to write this. That would be it, yeah. I would lose my damn mind, dude. If if uh, uh, a Duffer Brothers, Justice League Dark, I mean, that's like, Amazing sounding to me right oh, now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That, yeah that that has me salivating. Like seriously. Yeah, yeah I want like, that right now. Right. Make I, that happen. I hope that the Duffers weren't looking to take any time off because, like, as soon as their contract with Netflix is up, and that's assuming Netflix <laughs> isn't like, yeah, yeah. So uh, we want to sign you guys to like a thirty-year movie, deal. <laughs> right? Five hundred million dollar deal. Let's go ahead and do this. Well, here's the thing: is 
Uh, no matter what happens, Netflix is never going to stop making Stranger Things content. So even if they leave, they're they're going to make Stranger Things spinoffs. You think uh, so? Oh, uh, they've already said things like, uh, well, I, I'm sure that this property could be explored in other ways, et cetera. And you know Netflix has to own the rights to the property. So, I, I mean, I, I can't see them ever allowing that property to appear anywhere else. So I guarantee you uh, that they're not going to let their most famous property ever just sit on the shelf. They might do it for a few years, but you know, as soon as like the chips are down, they're gonna go back to that well. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, I don't know how I feel about that yet. You're gonna get a one prequel show, and then like a, a Susie spinoff. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> a Susie spinoff. Uh, that that would stretch me out for like the one episode I'd watch. The only thing I wanna uh, I would wanna watch is a is a spinoff. Would be the one thing that I saw like on a meme where it was like a uh, uh, Robin they, and Steve. Yeah, the Robin and Steve uh, show where like they just fail their way through at like different jobs, and at the end of the season they get fired and have to get a new job. That'd be tremendous. Yeah, I would watch yeah. that in a heartbeat. Yeah. It doesn't have to have anything to do with horror elements. No upside down. No Demogorgons. No. Right. I don't right. need none of that for that. It could yeah. just be about their like terrible dating lives. Right. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Uh. Yeah, I would say like a prequel show they probably absolutely do, but then I'm like, how much is there to mine for a, a prequel? Uh they they could do a Dr. Brenner prequel show. What him him in, in pre med? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna do like ER, but like it'll be Dr. Brenn E R. Yeah, oh, oh ER. shit. Don't give them ideas. That's <laughs> fucking awful. <laughs> Let's get back to the goddamn list. <laughs> Somehow George Clooney ends up in it. Because <laughs> that never goes poorly. Um, I, I know you want to talk about this one. Uh, we have a Green Lantern Corps, Green Lantern Corps HBO Max series that is scheduled to come out sometime between now and the end of time. Probably closer to that. Probably closer point. to the end of time, yeah. Yeah, if, if you look me in the eye and say, yeah, you know, we're going to get a Green Lantern movie and it's coming out soon, I, 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 that's when I'd say, all right, Grandpa, let's get you to bed. Like, that's, that's just not happening. Yeah, um, I just don't, I mean, I think we're going to be at old age before we get any true Green Lantern stuff. Um, Which is a shame because there's so much to mine there. Agreed. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it would be like if Marvel had, like, core Avengers that were still on the table. Right. But they were already going to Riri Williams. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, there's not an Ant-Man movie yeah. yet, but we're going to go Riri Williams. Right. Not that I mean to single her out. I, yeah, I, yeah. It could be fucking, you know, anybody who's, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, we haven't used the Incredible Hulk yet, but, you know, we'll go ahead and use... Amadeus Cho, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and do She-Hulk. <laughs> so who does She-Hulk get the blood transfusion from? We'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. An unnamed cousin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, there is a, apparently a, an Aqualad HBO Max series is greenlit as well. And let me just tell you, I am incredibly down for that. That's, Aqualad is probably in like my top five DC uh, characters, but a huge part of that 
is the way he's used in, in Young, Young Justice. Justice because he's like the star of Young Justice to yeah. me, especially season two. Yeah, so that's my first time hearing that one, and that caught me by surprise there. Uh, for them to do that, wouldn't the smart thing be to put him in Aquaman 2? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. they got to give him some lead in there. Yeah. Uh, I, because, you know, I, I'm looking at this big-ass list of all these properties, and you know what's <laughs> not on here? A Justice League 2. Um, so uh, it it... You would think that uh, you would stand a reason that the next time we see Aquaman is going to be sometime after all of this stuff. So, yeah, and uh, and that's an, the other weird thing because uh, even though I wasn't a big fan of Aquaman one, it was just like a fun, mindless action romp that had some really cool parts in it. Um, it made a lot of money for WB. Yeah, I mean, every time you start trying to, uh, they had they had a great solution for not doing uh you know too much exposition oh yeah because every time somebody starts to to exposit uh an explosion interrupts them yes every time it is that would be annoying you yeah. know yeah. <laughs> yeah you get like 10 minutes in the podcast episode, right. be like all right kevin said so tonight god damn it yeah. yeah son of a bitch um but uh, yeah, so it, it would I would be very surprised if like WB didn't plan on doing more Aquaman movies. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, they've got a Wonder Woman three in development, but it's like giant question mark too. You know? Yeah, because we've heard nothing about that. Well, Wonder Woman finally make it to Martin Day. I mean, honestly, like I'm so tired of them doing the like. I I get why that they wanted to do it for the first movie. I get it, but I really think that they just absolutely. Uh, they, they cut the second movie off at the knees mm-hmm. uh, by uh, placing it in the time period that they did. Yeah. This third movie needs to be like the most current thing in the DCEU when it comes out. Right. You know, it needs to be like right now, this is modern timeline. Um, really want to see that because honestly, like once again, Snyder cut Diana. Amazing. I want to yes. see a movie about that character. Yes. Like from like her, uh, you know, a, a aggressive, no bullshit type attitude to the way that she fought. I mean, it was straight up the the, the Diana I like to see. Yeah, um, I would really love to see her return. Um, yeah. So we both agree, Wonder Woman three needs to be set in modern day. Uh, and as far as like her villains go, it is a shame that they ruined Ares in their first movie. Uh, because I, I, I would have loved to have seen him. Um. Hell, I mean, hey, you know, pull pull a Marvel. If you fuck over one of your villains, give us some time and then bring them back properly. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like the casting was bad. Yeah, you just saw it coming from a mile away. Right. Um, they yeah. could they could definitely bring Ares back. Uh, I mean, there's really a lot that they could do. Um, you know, but mm-hmm. their their choice of. Uh, villains uh, for Diana has not been great thus far. It does not have a great track record. So I I like Maxwell Lord. Me too. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of history between those two characters in the comics. Um, but uh, the direction they take him with him in the end of One Woman Two was a little. Uh, he's just there's no redeemable qualities to this guy, and that's yeah. like the key thing to remember. Pedro Pascal did his damnedest. He did. Yeah, uh, but you know, like the best actor can't save a bad script. Yeah, and uh, what was the person who was Cheetah? Um, oh, uh, god damn it! 
She was in 2016 Ghostbusters. Uh, I mean, that's not. Uh, <laughs> she was a prominent SNL cast member. There, there, yeah, let's leave with that. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was kind of an insult. I didn't mean to. Uh, yeah, if that's the first thing that you can think uh, think of, it's not uh, It's not Kate McKinnon. It's nope. uh, one of the other people that's right, one, fits yeah. both of those things we said already. Yep. Uh <laughs> But I, I thought that they did a, uh, a pretty good job with it as well, better than I expected. I, uh, but yeah, I mean, nobody. I, I honestly, you know, if you think about it, ever since that movie came out, Patty Jenkins has basically been MIA. Like mm-hmm. she was supposed to develop Rogue Squadron for Disney. That's right. And that movie is now on an indefinite hiatus with no release date. Jesus. Like they just had a um, what uh, Disney Plus Day or uh, yeah. No, Start. No, no. Star Celebration. Yeah, Star Celebration. And, like, they were like, uh, yeah, here's all these announcements. Uh, yeah, that Rogue Squadron thing. Yeah, we're definitely still doing that. And next thing. Right. Like, that was <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, we talked about Gotham Knights, Static Shot, uh, Zatanna, Solo, uh, solo Property. Hmm. Um, I'd be down for that. Uh, apparently, we're getting uh, Amanda Waller. Uh, series as well as a Peacemaker season two, James Gunn is attached to those. So, what would the uh, Amanda Waller series be about if not if it's not centered around Task Force X? That's that's my thing too. I don't really get that. Um, they've done an excellent job. Just like you said earlier, you can't like if you're gonna have your protagonist be a villain, mm-hmm. you're going to have to give them some sort of redeemable quality. And they've done such a good job of not doing that with her. Right. I mean, she's just this despicable character. Yes. Um, and, uh, and, and you know, the, the thing about this, when they cast Viola Davis, I was turbo pissed because I love her work, but uh, I have, from from Jump, I was like, if you're going to do Amanda Waller, I want CCH Pounder or no one. Oh, okay, okay. And, uh, you know, uh, when, they, when they cast someone other than her, I was like, ah. Fine, I'll give you a chance. And she has absolutely killed it. Yeah. So, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how they can make that a thing. Yeah, me either. Um, I don't think that they know as of yet either how they're gonna make that a thing. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see if there's anything else juicy on here. Uh, an hour man movie. I don't. Boy, that's. <laughs> I don't. That's got to go straight to HBO Max. There's no way that that's yeah. going to be in a theater. Yeah. Um, man, that's another uh, Justice Society of America kind of deep cut. Um, you know, I'll say this much. Like, with the JSA stuff, if they uh, if they just go off of, like, the, um, the the David Goyer and Jeff Johns run, which is, like, that's, a, like, I don't even see but Those are three, these three giant books down here, the JSA ones. Um, you know, th- those were done by uh, yeah, uh, David Goyer and Jeff Johns. Uh, David Goyer starts the run, and it starts off with uh, an an hour man run, and uh, and I'll never forget the way that, that it starts because it captivated me so much. It starts off with this this guy, uh, he almost like kind of creepily. You can tell it's set in like maybe the the sixties or seventies. You can tell it's set back in in a time that's not current. And but this guy he goes and walks into like this little kid, and uh, and the little kid you know him and the little kid are kind of talking a little bit and you're wondering well, what in the fuck is going on here, 
And then, like, you kind of get the guy's thoughts here, and he goes, yep, that was, uh, that was the first time I went back in time to visit myself. And it's like, I did not see that coming. And it was their introduction to our man in that run and kind of what he's about. And then you can kind of get, like, more into his backstory. I guess what I'm getting at is that, like, he is actually uh, kind of proof of the concept that, man, there's very few bad characters, but there's a lot of bad writers out there. Yep. Um, and so it can be done if you guys want to do it. I think he works best in a team setting, but if, if they can, if they have the writing skills to pull it off and the directorial skills to do it, yeah, I'd be down. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it could be good. I, I definitely think it could be entertaining. Um, uh, I would like David Goyer to write it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think, uh, I think that it can be done. Uh, and, and you know, the thing like looking at this list, man, is it's it's kind of all over the place. And it really just says to me that DC does not know what they're doing right now. And I'm really hoping that the Discovery Plus merger will change all of that. Because like all of these properties independently, I'm like, okay, I could see DC mm-hmm. doing that. But then it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, are we going to get these, you know, like, are we going to get the Disney Plus TV show level of treatment where most of them it's just like a bunch of winks and nods? And, yeah, this person might show up, but for the most part, this is really not that important. It's not must-watch. Uh, WandaVision kind of being an exception to that for now. Right. Uh, and then it's like, on the other hand, uh, they could just – do like they've been doing, and it's just like we're just going to look at it one project at a time, and we're not going to have any kind of future sight whatsoever. And I think both of those are the wrong move. Um, I, I think that right now they've done a good job with uh, with Diana. They've done a good job with um, Aquaman. They mm-hmm. had done a good job with the Flash, but that's part you know out the window. <laughs> uh, one thing that's missing from this list is Henry Motherfucking Cavill. Uh, and they yeah. really need him back. Here's the worst part about the Henry Cavill thing is he has been, he's been telling them, Hey, I would like to come back as Superman. Right. And they've been like, no, Doc, we, we'll call you. Yeah. Um, I, There's no man of steel two on this list. I don't even like man of steel. And I would like to see a man of steel two. It, it's, it's kind of mind blowing. So another thing that we've yet to talk about, um, and, and I'm sure that this will probably change in wake of this merger, but uh, DC or the yeah, WB, they wanted to change up the Trinity, you know, from being Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman to Wonder Woman, Supergirl, and, and, and Batgirl. Um, and, uh, you know, similar to, like, early remarks, like, when I first saw that, my thought was, uh, you have no idea who any of these characters are. And you're insulting all of these characters by assuming that because it gives us the assumption that you think Supergirl is just a female version of Superman and Batgirl is just a female version of Batman. It shows you have no idea who these characters are. Let's just say that you wanted to play the diversity card and that was your main priority. Wouldn't you do like... Wonder Woman, Static Shock, and like, I don't know, uh, like a um, uh, John Stewart, Greenland. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you make that your right. like <laughs> your Trinity? Like, if like 
why would you want to go with it? Like, let, I'm not saying that this is the correct way to look at it, but like, if if you were trying to purely do diversity casting, why would you go with three white women for your characters? <laughs> like, that's that's less diverse than the original Trinity. Yeah, um, it, it it's a weird move, and it's one that I don't think is going to stick. To be honest with you, I, th- I think that they'll probably change it. And again, it comes up as a, as a little bit tone deaf. You know, it it comes across like, you know, yeah, like she's she's Superman, but she's she's a girl. So, you know, but I'm, I'm like, uh, yeah, you, you're really thinking your your audience is dumb. And man, I hope that you have people on your team who have a better understanding of who these characters are than than you do. So what they're actually going to do is they're going to do a Superwoman arc. And, and uh, the first movie in it is going to be where Henry Cavill returns as Clark Kent, but he transitions. And they, like, can't <laughs> find, like, a knife that can cut him. See? And, like, that's what the whole movie is going to be about. Motherfucker. He's going to have to, like, track down, like, uh, a surgeon willing to do it and, like, the last bits of, like, Lex Luthor's, like, kryptonite stash. <laughs> it, so, is, is Henry Cavill doing a convoluted Mrs. Doubtfire movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd pay to see it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, oh, you know something just came to mind. Um, their idea for the the Trinity actually would not be three uh, white women. Uh, Supergirl is being played by Sasha Kale. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And uh, and Batwoman or, or Batgirl. I forget the actress's name, but she's also uh, uh, of uh, like Afro Latina uh, descent. My my brain immediately went to the uh, CW versions of the characters. So oh, in which case, yeah, they're all super white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what's her name on uh, that plays Supergirl? Um, yeah, yeah. She's like the whitest. M- yeah, Melissa Benoist. Yeah. yeah, she's like the whitest person <laughs> to ever exist. Like she even played one of the uh, the cultists in the uh, Waco movie. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, that that's Turbo White. That's Turbo White. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, um, but yeah, there was uh, there was something else that the uh, oh yeah, so uh, they also, and I'm surprised it's not on the list either. Uh, they they have plans to uh, make a to make a Superman movie, uh, set outside of the DCEU, I believe though, um, and they were going to go with a black Superman, either uh, Calvin Ellis or Val Zod. I don't know which one they they were going to do. Yeah, uh, they had a. Blast with this on Weekend Update if you haven't seen the skit about this. Well, I, I can only imagine. You have to feel me. Oh, in. you haven't seen that I have, either? I have not. All right, well, uh, between episodes, we got yeah. some things we got to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, they had a bla- an absolute blast with that. Just look up Black Superman uh, Weekend Update on YouTube, and uh, you will have the next five to seven minutes of your life will be very enjoyable. Uh, so, uh, anyway... Uh, yeah, that, that is, uh, a lot of people were saying like the, the rock should play Superman and I'm just like, but he's black Adam. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, the, Michael B. Jordan is also, of course, been right. immediately yep. fan cast. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not against the concept, but it's like, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the same side uh, of this as you. It's like. Well, like, why don't you just take a character that's already black and write a good movie about them? Why are we going to take a Silver Age, like, very pre-established character and then try to, like, race or gender swap them? Uh, That doesn't satisfy anybody. Um, 
I mean, because you have fans of the original character mm-hmm. that are going to get pissed off, and then you have whatever uh, ethnic or uh, ethnic group or sexuality you're pandering to is going to get pissed off because nobody likes this kind of pandering. Um, yeah. It, you know, it, inclusion and diversity are one thing, but when you're just doing something just for the sake of it to try to cash in, uh, that's not that's not diversity. That's that's pandering. Yeah, and I think that like um like the ultimate litness and I wasn't even fishing for it, I promise, but like I was I was hanging out with my parents the other day and uh there's this guy on uh, on, on like the TV in the background and I said uh I said man, I think I look like like the guy who plays Superman uh, cuz I know they wouldn't know who Henry Cavill was if I said his name. <laughs> and uh and then I put up a picture of Henry Cavill on my phone. I said, "Yeah, that guy on TV looks a lot like uh Superman." And they go, oh, "That they uh, they said, oh, he's uh, that guy Superman. My, my dad knew, but my mom, she, she's like the most casual of casual, right, casual right, viewers. Right. And I go, well, kind of, but, you know, the next Superman's going to be black. And I just, you know, put it out there. I wasn't fishing for anything or trying to start a conversation about it. And my mom, she just kind of sits there, like, with this perplexed look on her face. And she goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I go... What? And she goes, Superman's going to be black? And I go, yeah. She says, but why? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I... You just don't... It's... They they don't get it. Um, And and it's very evident that they Mm -hmm. don't. There's there's so many, like, non... Like, you know... Like... There's so many characters in the DC universe that are not white males. Yes. You know, and, and then there's also a bunch that are. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of those characters in both of those categories can be used to make you guys a lot of money. <laughs> right. And so yeah. you should use them all. I mean, as many as you can. You can only make so many movies. But, right. You know, so. I mean, fucking Marvel dug up the tree. Okay. Yeah. That only says three things. <laughs> right. And made buku money from him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're selling Groot plushies and shit. Yes. Um, There's uh, Groot is gonna get a TV show before the Green Lantern. No, that's literally true. <laughs> yeah. That is literally true. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? We may not live in the darkest timeline, but we're not too far from from the bottom. We are, yeah, we are we are not too far from darkest timeline. I mean, like. In the darkest timeline, um, you know, Kanye West is playing Aqualad. <laughs> but, uh, Eating fish sticks. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I wasn't even planning on, oh. on making that uh, a reference, but you just reeled it in for me. Yes, <laughs> yes. This is where Kevin would tell me to go to bed. Yes, you know. yes it is. Oh, That, that joke was a little fishy. I was gonna say that's the multiverse of madness button, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> Just think about which one you, you get. Okay, okay. I was gonna say that's the, the da, 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 da button. Oh yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the yeah, yeah. The multiverse of madness. Yeah. Button. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what it's uh, become known as. <laughs> hey, did you put the damn clock chimes on there yet? I'm gonna put it on either tonight or tomorrow before the, the podcast. I was gonna say, I've not forgotten. If there's, yeah, just four times. Yeah, it's gotta go off four times. Well, I'm afraid then I'm not gonna hit it all four times. That's like a bad omen. Oh, you're just gonna put a one, the one yeah. clock time. I got it. 
It's yeah. like a Candyman thing. Right. I, okay, I see. Yep. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll let y'all hit it so the omen comes upon y'all. Yeah, sure. Whatever, yeah, yeah. He, can, he can come for y'all. He's going to come out of your mirror or whatever, so. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so with the, oh, yeah, we're talking about, yeah, uh, good old Superman and the movie they're making about him. Um, you know, we talked about the Static Shock uh, movie that's in production by uh, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, super looking forward to that, man, like. Static Shock. That's that's another one of the uh, the cartoons that came out for our era. That was just part of that fantastic kind of golden age of superhero cartoons. Yep. Um, I think that can be another fantastic piece. Uh, fun fact: Static Shock was, you know, when he was just a comic book. Uh, I believe it was Milestone Comics. Uh, super kind of controversial because they tackled a lot of, you know, kind of issues that a lot of black youth faced at that time. And, uh, you know, just to kind of see Static kind of, you know, evolve over the years and to become like the character who we know him as now, it was uh, just a really, really cool ride. But uh, the reason I mentioned Static is because in the Milestone universe, there's plenty of other, uh, you know, black heroes. And one of them uh, is Icon. Uh, And Icon, for all intents and purposes, has a very Superman-esque story with Superman-esque powers. Um, And I'm like... You guys are already planning to do a static movie. If you want to do like a black Superman type character, why not just spread that milestone universe out and do an icon movie? Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's, and I've said it before in the podcast, but it just seems like WB wants their cake and they want to eat it too. They want to have their cake and eat it too. You know, they want to have the popularity of Superman, but they also want to have the kind of like the, the, the diversity points of having him be black. So they, they want both sides of this thing. Yeah, it's like they do this a lot. I mean, and, and you know, them allowing Matt Reeves to do the standalone Batman is is kind of, it's proof that they know they, that they don't know what they're doing. Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, Batman is the moneymaker. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if we can't get this uh, this connected universe right, Let's completely separate, and they're, they're basically doing is they are shielding Batman from whatever terrible decisions that they <laughs> or Ezra Miller make. And they're like, okay, well, Batman can go over here and make money on his own, and then we will continue <laughs> rolling down this hill right. head over heels uh, with Ezra Miller until we hope to stop someday. Right. <laughs> and, and then start climbing the fuck back up it. But as it stands, they are still very much Chris Farley rolling down that hill. They are eternally. Yeah, yeah they're not Kate Bush running up that hill. <laughs> they are Chris Farley rolling down that hill. I listened to that song. I mean, uh, uh, Kate Bush might come out with a sequel now that you know she's making a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, she owns all the rights to that song, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, she's making an ass of money. Yeah, no, no record <laughs> label has any stake to that song or anything. Like she owns one hundred percent. She as like the writer and performer of the song, Jeez. and uh, yeah, like it hit number one on all the charts recently, and uh, it's getting like a ton of views and plays and stuff because of the uh, the show. So, uh, and then and, and I'm sure the show had to pay her right. just to use it exactly. And then whatever <laughs> money Netflix paid her for the song. Uh, and I'm sure that there was uh, the, uh, some pr- pretty in-depth licensing agreement there because they're using it in all the trailers. Yeah. And, you know, I got to give it to the Duffer Brothers. It's like 
they really knew what they were doing. Like they have an incredible um, way with their soundtracks of uh, predicting what is going to really catch on because it's like they had already made, you know, they already had those trailers made mm-hmm. for part two when part one came out. Cause like the trailers came out like two days later. Right. And like they were, that, that song is the trailer theme as yeah. well. So they, they knew that it was going to be big. And uh, I think that's arguably the most famous moment in the show is when that song gets used. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see Vecna doing the two step in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, I think that's the SNL version. Oh, oh okay. My bad. All right. Um, so let's, let's kind of give like our, our closing thoughts and remarks on on what we want the DCEU to do in order to kind of straighten out. And uh, and, and, and any other thoughts you may have about our, our good our good friend Ezra Miller? Um, I am glad we managed to not make this a super Ezra Miller centric uh, episode because I don't think that would have been good for ninety minutes. Um. But, I mean, uh, just just type Ezra Miller into Google, folks. I mean, uh, I try to do it at least every other day. Uh, and it's he's usually done something else. I, I think that uh, I think he's going to ruin this Flash movie for them. I think it's going to go straight to HBO Max. Um, oh, that's, that is, oh, that's bad. Uh, I think that, uh, <laughs> I think it's probably going to be a good movie. But it'll be overshadowed by Ezra and all of his bullshit. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, if it does do some sort of reset on the universe, their movie slate doesn't indicate that they don't have to copy the Marvel formula exactly, but like, let's be real here. Um, Avengers Endgame came out in what? 2019. Mm-hmm. We're in 2022. Uh, Justice League came out in what? 2017? Uh, 2017. So we will get. An announcement, I think, for the next Avengers movie. And then I think we will actually get the next Avengers movie, even if it is called like Secret Wars or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we will, the both the announcement and the movie will happen before we get another Justice League live action. Yeah, that is all unfortunately uh, on the money. Um, and a, a growing and expanding Justice League is something I would have absolutely loved to see happen. Oh, yeah. Like, so we get into Justice League 1, they do the whole, we have the table and room for more. Mm-hmm. In the second one, they've actually made it into, like, the Hall of Justice. And then, of course, like, in the third movie, like, Batman would have the space station done. Right. I mean, that would have just been amazing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, not to mention, in so many ways, man, Endgame stole so much thunder that Justice League could have used. Like. Yeah. Before Endgame came out, in my mind's eye, what I had envisioned for like the perfect live action Justice League encounter with Darkseid is he's whooping their asses. You got you got Batman off who's trying to find like a radion bullet to shoot this motherfucker with. You know, you got basically Superman trying to one v one Darkseid, but having a hard having a hard fucking time with it. Maybe he's incapacitated even. And you got like Wonder Woman and. And Aquaman, you know, your two remaining heavy hitters, maybe even Shazam, trying to hold off this guy. And then just off in the distance, you see a green light. And then another. And another. And then you realize what it is. And you have an army of Green Lanterns. Like, that's what I had envisioned in my mind's eye before Endgame came out and and stole that potential thunder. Yeah, I mean, they they can't do it now, at least no. not for a long time. No. Can't so. do that. It, it, it's... It's super unfortunate, man. I, like, 
It's like uh, they're going to have to – like they haven't laid the groundwork. The One of the great things about Endgame is they pay off literally everything. Mm-hmm. Even stuff from like Thor 2, which right. was like what a lot of people <laughs> thought not an essential film. Like e- they're, they're even paying off little things from like those movies. Like they literally took the entirety of what came before it and they paid off everything over three hours. And – DC hasn't even laid the groundwork. No. So it's like there's nothing even to pay off right now. Yeah. So uh, it's hugely problematic, man. The only thing they could possibly pay off is that excellent end credit scene from the Snyder Cut, mm-hmm. which they're never going to pay off because, number one, it's not canon, and number two, it's got fucking Amber Heard in it. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, she's a much easier recast than uh, Ezra. They, I'm, I, I still say in Aquaman 2 they should just replace her with King Shark. So <laughs> CG character will be very easy. What if there's a love making scene in, in Aquaman 2? I mean oh shit. I mean <laughs> uh I, I can't think of anything more badass for the king of the ocean to do than to fuck a hammerhead shark. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you two assume the Aquaman would be the top. I I mean you know. He's not a very good Lord of the Ocean, if, if not. <laughs> Uh yes, uh, I think that like for me in conclusion, I think that if if for the present time being, WB wants to do solo projects until they can figure out their big picture ideas, I think that's fine. But there does need to be a big picture idea, even if they only have uh, arcs that are four or five movies long, and that's it. That's fine, but give us something. Just even if it's short term anticipation and payoff. You know, every, like I said, four to five movies, you know, or even three to four movies, build up, build up, build up, pay off. You got to do something. Um, there's way too much money on the table. You have way too many iconic characters. Right now, you guys are just kind of picking and choosing random things, and it, and it doesn't really add up or make a whole lot of sense. Uh, hopefully, with there being so many new hands in the pot and old hands being taken out, there can be some new ideas and new creative energy that's put into the DCEU and actually revitalize it. Um, hopefully they're also smart enough to, uh, to use this flash movie as, as a good reset uh, so that they can start laying the groundwork again. Hopefully they have people on their team who are patient enough and, and understanding enough to know that you have to play the long game to get that big money payout. You can't just do this shit overnight. You can't just put out one or two movies and then expect to get a fucking end game. That's not how it works. Right. I mean, even the Batman, as well as it did, it didn't make Avengers money. Yeah, no. You know, so. Yeah. Um, and it's not going to. It, like, Justice League, that didn't make any money. And they were like, why not? Well, number one, the movie got terrible reviews. But number two, you hadn't laid the groundwork of anything for it to actually pay off at that point in time. You had that weird scene with uh, The Flash in BBS, that no one understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The casuals didn't understand that shit. No. No, not at all. And, uh, yeah, it uh, it just came across as very disjointed. So, th- there's a lot of obvious things that they can do. Uh, they just need to uh, have the... They just need to take the fucking dollar signs out of their eyes for a moment so that they can actually see the, the big picture scheme here. They can't see the forest for the trees in this case. Yeah. They, want, they want to make money now, and they're limiting themselves from making money. 
it's very ironic. And hopefully the Discovery merger, with their emphasis on playing the long game and their CEO saying that they want to play the long game, hopefully that will change up because this slate that we kind of ran down here, uh, I, they could very easily turn this into something very cohesive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, will they? We don't know. Black Adam could certainly be a villain in a Justice League team. Yeah. You know, it, it could it could definitely happen. Like, they're laying – that they are doing things that could be groundwork, but it's just a matter of sitting down and putting that together and doing some damn planning because, I mean, as we have seen, when you're trying to do these big movie franchises and you don't plan them out, you get Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. You get the Star Wars sequel trilogy. You know, I was trying not to make yet another. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm saving all those for tomorrow. Oh, that's a good point. I'm trying. Yeah. Homies, be sure to check out our next Patreon, which would be on the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show. It's, you you would never guess what we think. The, the homie also be here, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I, I guarantee you that uh, if the day before this show came out, if you'd have asked us all what we thought we're, gonna, we're going to say about it in the review, I, I think... At least for me and you, it would be nowhere near what's actually going to be said tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, if you listen to this episode, it's good chance the Umbrella Academy review is also already out. So, yep. <laughs> so, you know, in case you're driving from, like, you know, Florida to California, go ahead and throw that episode on there. Right. Yeah, you probably need something to listen to. Yeah, we got exactly. you covered. We got you. We got you, fam. And there's a catalog of what? Three, four hundred episodes? Uh, yeah, we had 385, I believe. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Moving on up. Yeah, on the way to the 400 Club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that would be all for now. You got anything else before we wrap up? Nah, man, you know, um, I, I, I just just that good old disclaimer. It's like, uh, you know, we always go into these, like, nerd properties, uh, these comic book uh, properties, uh, you know, with a, a love and an admiration for them and a desire for them to be good. Uh, but sometimes they just fucking aren't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's our, our solemn duty to point that out. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> One way or the other. Yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting position. And, it, I mean, I'm sure that you, you've definitely noticed this as well. It, it kind of changes the way that you view things after a while. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's like, man. I remember back when I could just watch things without, you know, critically analyzing it. See, that's never really been a thing for me. Oh, see, well, yeah. Other than when I was, like, a child. (laughs) Right. Uh, I I think uh, X-Men Origins uh, Wolverine was, like, the first movie where I was like, hmm, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's fair. And then you start thinking about, well, it had all the things – like the elements of something I would like. Right. Well, why didn't why I, didn't I like, like it? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. There was a lot that was kind of fucky in that movie, huh? Yeah. Well, anyway, homies, uh, that would be all for this one. But we will see you guys again very, very, very soon. Uh, so check out our Patreon and also check out uh, our next episode, which would be on the Umbrella Academy, coming to you uh, momentarily. So that would be all for now. So until next time, my name is Superhero Homie Q. And I'm Superhero Homie Caleb.